0: Welcome to Awaken the Dawn with Apostle Dr. Patience Ot. Awaken the Dawn is a ministry of Shekinah Ministries through the Tribe Prayer Line, which meets every morning, 365 days per year, with the purpose of reading the entire Bible in one year. Please listen to this excerpt and be blessed. Love
1: and faithfulness keep a king safe. Through love, his throne is made secure. We've read so much about love. We know so much about love. But this morning we are hearing that it is true love. That even a throne is made secure. Do you know that love is the bedrock for Christianity. I don't care what you are doing. If you don't love. You don't have love for God's people. You need to go back to the cross. You need to ask the Holy Ghost to help you today. God will shed abroad. His love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.5 5. The number one fruit of the Spirit is love. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Nine of them. But number one is what? Love. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If you have love one for another. John 13, 34 and 35. Even if the world is killing themselves, when you come into the Christian fold, there should be love. The Word of God said, This is what men will see and know that we are the disciples of God. There should be no envy, no jealousy, no bickering, no gossip. Among Christians. And when there's a the love of God. You see how God will be answering our prayers. We should be preferring one another. Praying for one another. When something good happens for another person. You rejoice like it is yours. Song of Solomon 8-7 says. Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can the flowers drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be condemned. May the Lord help us. Psalm 30. O oh Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you helped, and you healed me. O oh Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. I don't know if there's any other person on this line that has the same testimony with David. David has many close shares. Came very close to death many times. But God restored him. What do you do when God restores you? Some of you give the glory to yourself. Some of you give the glory to your doctor. But David realized it was God. I remember his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You may be going through things, but the Spirit of God is telling you this morning that joy is just around the corner. If I know that joy is coming in the morning, then I'll go and sleep. Because by the time I wake up, I'll be waking up into joy. Believe the word of God. You can't take it to the bank. You turned my wedding into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing to you and not be silent. Oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Can this become somebody's testimony this morning? Can somebody tap into this? Can somebody truly believe God that he's going to turn your wedding into dancing? Can somebody really believe that God will remove your sackcloth and clothe you with joy? If he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it before, he can do it again. Look at all the Bible characters. You can sing this song for them. Esther can step out and say, You turned my wedding into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Mordecai can come out and say, You turned my wedding into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Hannah could come out and say, You turned my wedding into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and you clothed me with joy. Elizabeth could come out and say, you turned my welling into dancing, you removed my sackcloth, and my, clothed me with joy. I wish I could begin to put in our own names now. That patience could come out and say, you turned my welling into dancing, and removed my sackcloth, and clothed me with joy. May that be the portion of the tribe. May God of heavens change conditions. May those things the world considered impossible become possible. May our willing be turned into dancing. Praise God. I take you to First Corinthians chapter four verse two. This was the scripture I memorized as a young girl. And that scripture says Now it is required of a steward that a man be found faithful. But this version said, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. And the question now is, Do you know you are a steward? Do you have an idea that what you have is not yours? Do you know that your gifting that is God that gave it to you? Do you know you are a landlord? Do you know you are a caretaker? Do you know you are not, sorry, do you know you are not the landlord? You're only the caretaker. Do you know that the building does not belong to you? You're only a super. I want you to realize that every cent that has passed through your hand, was given to you by God. And when I talk about see what, being faithful, I want you to look into three areas. I want you to look at your time. That the 24 hours of the day that you are enjoying, you woke up this morning, 8, 8 twenty twenty. You didn't give it to yourself. God gave it to you, and he demands that you be faithful with the use of the 24 hours. You could just walk to the street and stand at the corner of the street. Call somebody at the corner of any street in New York and ask them, what are you doing here? They'll tell you, we're just hanging out. He didn't give you the time to go and hang out. Some people are just looking at the time and looking for things to use to fill in the time. Whereas yours should be opposite. You should have a plan. You should have a goal. Then the time will come and take place. It is required of a steward that a man be found faithful. Number one, be faithful with your time. Number two, be faithful with your talent. When I talk about talent, I'm talking about gifting. If God gave you a voice to sing, use it to the glory of God. Whatever God has placed in your hands, use it for the glory of God. The Lord made you intelligent. Find a way to use it to glorify God. There was a day I watched. A uh, television, I don't know what to call it, it. It was this late pastor. I remember his name. And an atheist, somebody who didn't believe in God. And the way I could just see God, The wisdom. His son is the beaten. This man will ask such a question. And I'll be wondering, oh my God, oh my god, how is he going to answer this question? When he opened his mouth, you just see the wisdom of God flowing. You just see, I'm talking about Renal Bonke. You know, the world has lost so many generals in the past two years. Last year, Renald Bonke went to be with the Lord. Praise God. So, the 18th said, enough of this thing. Get away with this. Every day, you people are talking about the, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, I yes, sin is increasing. More sin in the world than the beginning of... <laughs> And I was saying, What will he say? Renabonka opened his mouth and said, You could be saying there's a lot of soap in the world, different types of soap. But still, things are dirty. Until you bring that soap to that dirty stuff, it will have no effect. I'm just trying to look for examples where our giftings are being used for God. His gift of wisdom flooded this taste. Everything he brought up. We all have different gifts, and let's use the gift to the glory of God. Let's use our time to the glory of God. Let's use our money to the glory of God. Let me ask you a question that Paul asked the Corinthians. What do you have that you did not receive? This verse alone is enough to keep you humble. When you come to realize that there's nothing you have in this life that you did not receive, it will keep you humble. You are beautiful. You didn't even have a hand in it. You didn't contribute anything in it. You are educated. Don't forget in a hurry that somebody taught you. Don't forget that maybe somebody paid their school fee. There's nothing you have that you did not receive. I remember when I was teaching young people Sunday school in New Jersey Tabernacle. And I was teaching the scripture what do you have that you did not receive? My daughter, Chioma, was in the class and she asked me a question. Oh, what do you have that you did not receive? What if I use my money and do plastic surgery? And my nose comes out pointed. Wasn't it me that did it? (laughs) We took her back to the same thing. It was not your money. It's God that gave you the money. It's not your hands that did the surgery. It's somebody else that did the surgery. Anywhere you look at it, there's nothing you have that you did not receive. And let this keep us humble. Let it help us to be humble. Paul says so many things in this chapter that if we start picking them one, one, it will take us a whole day. Look at 12. We walk hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. Up to this moment, we become the scum of the earth and the refuse of the world. Can you believe that? This was an educated man. A man that was well respected before he became a Christian. When they were stoning Stephen, it was at his feet that people kept their coats. He was a man who walked up to the religious leaders and took permission from them to go and arrest those people of the other way the way he described the Christian. But now he's receiving all these insults because he turned and became a Christian. And if Paul could say this, who is it on this line who keeps saying, I can't take that nonsense"? You are talking to a whole me. I want to encourage you this morning. No matter what you're going through in Christianity, it will all be worth it. It will all be worth it when you cross over to the other side. There's something we call the paradox of Christianity. There's so many things you would have done another way the word of God will require you to do the opposite. If somebody slaps you, you should be able to slap back. But the Bible will ask you to turn the other cheek. When somebody has shown you I don't like you, I don't like your face. You should avoid the person. And if possible, hate the person. But the Bible will tell you, overcome evil with good. The Bible will tell you, love those who hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. That's what it takes. But verse 16 is powerful. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Hey, hey, Can I ask you, how many of you will be bold enough to tell the world, imitate me? I know what I'm doing. You know, each time I think of this, my mind goes to when we were in school. It's not this day and age that everybody has a computer, laptop, smartphone iPad, name it. No. They used to write the note on the board and you will copy it. God forbid you miss a class. You will need to pick somebody's note and copy from the person. And when you are copying another person's note, you are copying the person's mistake. And another person will take your notes and copy the first person's mistake and copy your own mistake. There's always a danger in copying from somebody else. But this morning, here comes a man who is bold enough to tell us, I copied correctly. Copy me. Woo! Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. And I ask you again this morning, will you be bold enough to tell people, imitate me? I will not lead you astray. Do what I'm doing, because I know who I'm looking at. Praise God. Verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of The kingdom of God is not talk talk talk, the kingdom of God is power. We cannot just come up with this every day talking talking talking. Do we have do we have testimony? Do we have things to show that God is working? The kingdom of God is not talk, but power. You know we are so our memory is so short. We just share testimonies, we forget what God did, we move on. But if we were to begin to document our testimony, you will agree with me that what we are not what we are doing on this planet is not just talk, talk that the power of God is being seen. Let's go to the Old Testament. Ezra chapter 7, verse 13. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites, who wish to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. I want you to watch something. In the time of Ezra, People were not conscripted to go. They were not recruited to go. The question was, anybody who wish, let the person go. And I want to tell you, this is the type of God we serve. He created you with a will. He will not put a gun in your ear to worship him. Let it come from your will. You decide, this is what I'm going to do for God. If you are waiting for him to come and force you into doing it, it may not happen for you. Who wished to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. Praise be to the Lord God of our fathers, who has put it in the king's heart, To bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way. Don't you think it would have been a shame for a hidden God to call and say, I'm giving you opportunity, go and do this. And nobody will be willing to step forward. Could you imagine how many doors God has opened for us in America? And all of us will run back and shrink back. Do you know how many opportunities God has given you at a place of work to declare that Jesus is Lord? You will step back. Praise be to God, the God of our Father. He is the one that put it in the heart of this king that you will go back. And the Bible, and that chapter Ended by saying, because in the hand of the Lord, my God, was on me, I took courage and gathered leading men from Israel to go up with me. I always said that in the day of my battle that my troop will be willing. What use is it to have a troop? And when you want to fight, nobody is willing to come out. Ezra said he, he took the step of gathering the men. They all came out. This could only be God. And I'm telling you this, morning that in the day of your own battle, that your troop will be winning. Two days ago, Thursday, we sent two barrels to Guyana. And every last thing in those barrels, we are donated. I just could say that in the day of my battle, that my troop is willing. And even after he had gathered everybody, he was still careful to look at them, to know the ones who descended from the liver. I assembled them at the canal that flows toward the river and would come there three days. When I checked among the people and the priests, I found no levites there. Hmm. So I summoned Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, El Nadan, Jarib, Nathan, Zechariah, and all the rest of them. I want you to understand this. He wasn't going to lower the standard because there were certain things that require priest that priests and Levites do. Ezra wasn't going to say, let's use what we have. He still had to check to have people who be the priest and the Levite. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for a beautiful day. We want to thank you for a wonderful day. We want to thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, you've downloaded so much into us this morning. With all our hearts, we want to thank you for reiterating to us that love and faithfulness is what keeps a king safe. Lord, how we do pray. That you will bless us with these virtues, that we will love, and that we will be faithful. Father, we thank you for the proclamation we made today from Psalm 30. That you've turned our wailing into dancing, you've removed our sackcloth, you've clothed us with joy, and our heart will sing to you and not be silent. Oh Lord, my God. I'll give you praise forever. Father, may this become our testimony. May somebody on this line testify today. Father, we thank you for reminding us that your anger lasted but a moment, that our sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Father, we thank you because we're expecting our morning. We're expecting our morning. On that Friday, when they crucified Jesus, they didn't know what was about to happen. Some of us on our Friday, but on Sunday morning, Jesus came busting forth. Father, may our Sunday morning come. May our Sunday morning come. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray this morning that we will remain faithful in everything you've placed in our hands. Father, may we become faithful unto you. Father, help us to humble ourselves realizing that there's nothing we have that we did not receive from you. We pray this morning that we live such life that we could tell the world to copy us, that we could tell the world to imitate us. Father, we thank you. For even from the Old Testament you are reminding us, that we have our own will where we decide whether we are going with you all the way or whether we are stopping halfway. We know you are not going to force us. And it's a beautiful thing when we can worship you willingly. Father, do this for us. In Jesus'
0: name. Amen. We've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Apostle OT and this ministry, please visit www.drpatientsot.com. Again, that's www.drpatientot.com. Do you have a desire to read the entire Bible but have never been able to do so? If so, please join the Tribe Prayer Line every day from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to read and listen as portions of the Bible are read and expounded upon daily. Call 515-604-9731, access code five eight two zero seven seven. 77 Again, that's 515 515- 604 Six zero four nine seven three one access code five eight two zero seven seven